With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Last year, WrestleMania was taped a week in advance. There were no fans in the building. WrestleMania took place in an empty warehouse. It did not feel like a WrestleMania. Right? Everything was just upside down. Tonight, WrestleMania was as it was meant to be. In a stadium with actual people. And I feel like no matter what you thought of this show, when it was over, if you liked it, if you thought some of the matches were disappointing, I think the one thing that we can all agree on is that it was nice to get back a little bit of that normalcy when it comes to these WWE shows. It's been a long time since we've had a show like this in front of an actual audience that feels like a WrestleMania pyro, the elaborate set. It was nice to have that back tonight. They had a sellout with 25,675 fans. That's the number of people they allowed into the building. Otherwise, it would have been a lot more than that. This is your WrestleMania 37 Night 1 review for April 10th. I am the Solid Monster, and I want to thank you for choosing me for your WrestleMania coverage this year. I do appreciate that. We did have fans in the building, and we had some uh, inclement weather at the beginning of the night. Made things a little tricky. That's part of the reason why we're getting started so late here tonight. I thought that tonight's show, just to give you some top-line thoughts here before we get into everything, I love that main event. I was talking about Sasha Banks against Bianca Belair months ago. That was the match I was hoping that they would do at WrestleMania. Didn't know that it would be the main event. Didn't know it would close out the show. But that was the match that I was hoping for. I said, that's the money match. If there's a money match to be had in the women's division, it is Bianca and Sasha. There's a lot of similarities between them, how they carry themselves, how, how confident they are. They think they're the best. Very athletic. Bianca Belair, she can do some very impressive things. And Sasha Banks is one of the very best that they've ever had in the women's division. I'm hoping tonight will be the first of many WrestleMania main events in the future for Sasha Banks. I thought the women delivered, and I thought it was the right outcome. Some people might think it's too much too soon for Bianca. She only debuted on television in October. Look at the run that this woman has had. She debuted on SmackDown in October. She won the Royal Rumble in January. She headlined WrestleMania, and she won the Women's Championship. And I think that's great. And I don't think this is the end between Sasha and Bianca. I don't want it to be. It shouldn't be. There's a lot more to be done between these two women. In fact, if we know anything about Sasha Banks and the way her character is portrayed on TV, she's not going to be very happy about this. We could see a full-on Sasha Banks heel turn on TV in the next few weeks. She was clearly healing it up going into this main event tonight. But maybe we get a full heel turn from Sasha and they can continue this feud for the next few months. But I thought that main event delivered. It was exactly what it had to be. The fans were into it. And I was very happy when this show was over that they were able to pull off what I thought was an excellent main event. And uh, congratulations to Bianca Belair. She 
was immediately looking at her family, looking at her father. Her father is a character. If you've never seen any of the uh, videos WWE has done on her family, her father is her father is just a ball of charisma, and you could tell how much it meant to her. She almost broke down crying before the match even started. Sasha Banks looked over at her and saw tears in her eyes and had to look away because Sasha almost broke. Bianca almost broke Sasha before they even had the first lockup in the match. That's how much that match meant to the two of them. And I'm very happy for both women that they had the uh, opportunity to go out there and do what they did tonight. Vince McMahon was on stage to open the show. So for all the talk about who's going to be the first person out to get the big entrance at the beginning of WrestleMania, that first big pop in front of the live crowd, it went to the boss. I don't mean Sasha Banks. It went to Vince McMahon, who was out with all of the roster, Raw, SmackDown, all the talent were out there with him. And uh, he wanted to officially welcome everybody to WrestleMania. And the one thing I learned in this opening segment with Vince is that he has completely lost all ability, all ability to say the initials WWE. He can't do it. He just can't. It's WWE or WWE. I don't know what it is, but he is unable to say the initials of his own company. Very sad. Uh, We had BB Rexa. I don't know who that is, but she looked nice. She was there to sing the, uh, the opening anthem, America the Beautiful is what she's saying. Uh, I should mention that Tom Phillips, not on the show tonight. Tom Phillips has supposedly been removed from the Raw announce team. And tonight would seem to bear that out. He was not there. No mention of him at all. It's as if he didn't exist. And I've seen things about how it has to do with COVID protocol. I've seen... Who knows what's going on with Tom Phillips? The belief... uh, And this was a report from Wrestling Inc., Uh, that they broke earlier today. So credit to Raj Geary over at Wrestling Inc. Uh, Andrew Zariot of the Matman Podcast chimed in confirming that report, saying that Raw is getting a change-up in the announce team. And supposedly going forward, starting on Raw Monday night, uh, I mean, if not night two of WrestleMania tomorrow, but starting Monday, we're going to get a new Raw announce team that will include Corey Graves, which is interesting because Corey is on SmackDown right now. Hopefully that doesn't mean he's going to be pulling double duty again. Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, and Adnan Verk. That is a name that I was mildly familiar with. He used to be at ESPN. He is a Canadian sportscaster. Uh, Used to be with ESPN. There was some controversy involving him a few years ago where he got fired for supposedly leaking information. Uh, Anyway, he is supposedly going to be the new play-by-play voice of Monday Night Raw. Now, none of this is confirmed. He was not on the show tonight, uh, but Tom Phillips definitely wasn't. So there's something going on there, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if Tom's still with the company. I don't know if Tom's on his way out like Charlie Caruso. Uh, We don't know. Uh, But there was no Tom Phillips on the show tonight, which is kind of too bad because, well, I guess he wouldn't have been doing commentary on the main event anyway. I was going to say, maybe we wouldn't have had a, uh, a botched call on the main event from Michael Cole. He botched the call. He botched the finish of the match. The women didn't botch, but Michael Cole did. And we'll get into that as we go along here. But night one of WrestleMania opened for the first time ever with a rain delay. WrestleMania opened with a rain delay tonight, and what followed was 40 minutes of impromptu interviews in the back with talent from both rosters 
talent from both nights of WrestleMania. They didn't know what to do. So they kept going back and forth with different backstage segments. They would throw it to the announcers at ringside, then back to the backstage area. And you could see these guys were just flying by the seat of their pants. This was not anything that was planned or scripted or rehearsed. They just said, here's a mic and just talk. I mean, you talk about throwing them into the deep end of the pool. This is why it's important to have talent that can speak off the cuff. This is why it's important to have talent that can improvise and not just read stuff from a script and have to memorize lines and have everything scripted and forced and rehearsed. You were able to see tonight who excelled and maybe who didn't do so well. I thought for the most part, these interviews were very good. They actually felt organic. They felt real. Maybe we ought to be getting some more of that on TV. So they were doing that. They had 40 minutes to kill. Uh, Before the show got started, there was a lightning threat. The rain was coming down. It was more an issue of lightning. They wanted to get the fans uh, to safety. 40 minutes later, they brought them back out. Finally, we had Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, the co-hosts of WrestleMania, welcome us to the show, and we were ready to open with the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre challenging Bobby Lashley in the opening match of WrestleMania. And Drew McIntyre was all amped up. You could tell this guy was ready to go. This is the spot that he wanted. Drew McIntyre wanted to open the show. He was very vocal about that. He did interviews saying he wanted to be the first face people saw when he walked out to the ring. Technically, that wasn't true. He wasn't the first. Uh, But he got the first entrance. He came out for the match. Uh, It looked like he, yeah, he does the thing with Vince McMahon's sword. That's Vince McMahon's actual sword uh, that he uh, lends him for his entrance. And he does that thing where he kind of, you know, jams it down into the ground. And it looked like the the sword got stuck, didn't go down all the way. But uh, McIntyre was amped up to be out there, you could tell. He he was mostly cheered. It was definitely a mixed reaction. And I heard from two different people who were in the building saying it was definitely mixed. Maybe not 50-50, it was more cheers than boos. But it definitely was not 100% cheers for Drew McIntyre. So I guess if they were looking to do all they could to ensure that Bobby Lashley would not get any kind of babyface reaction at all, then I guess they got what they wanted, right? No hurt business. There was no hurt business swerve. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, they're fucked. The hurt business is broken up. And those two are going to be spending a lot of time, I think, uh, having turkey sandwiches and catering, unfortunately. But then again, they were banned from ringside. Heard the stipulation, they were banned tonight anyway. We weren't going to, we weren't going to be seeing them. So McIntyre was setting up for a Claymore. Lashley caught him with a slam, and uh, Drew kipped up to his feet. Drew hit three straight Future Shock DDTs. Could not get the win. Sets up for the Claymore. MVP pulls Lashley out of the ring. Drew does the Undertaker dive out over the top. Wipes out Lashley and MVP. I guess if you're going to have a dive like that, save it for WrestleMania. If you're in the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania, that is an acceptable time to bust out the dives. We don't need to be seeing them every week on TV. So back inside, Lashley takes him down with a suplex. He goes for the hurt lock. Drew runs him face first into the top turnbuckle, and he gets Lashley in the Kimura lock, and Lashley makes it to the ropes to break up the hold. So Drew goes for another Claymore. We have another Claymore attempt here. MVP briefly distracts Drew. This was kind of weird. 
So McIntyre is setting up for the Claymore kick. And as he is in mid-motion, MVP is shouting Bobby. He's trying to get Bobby Lashley's attention, right? Didn't look like he reached into the ring or did anything physical. And for some reason, Drew stops. Now, why would he do that? I don't know why he did that. But he allowed MVP to distract him. He stopped and kind of looked at him. And then he kept the motion going. But when he did, he missed. Bobby ducked. And he missed the uh, Claymore kick. And Lashley locks on the hurt lock. Drew is trying. He's fighting like hell. He's trying to get out of this hold. Lashley will not let go. Drew McIntyre briefly passes out in the hurt lock, and the referee calls for the bell. We had a ref stoppage, and Bobby Lashley retains the WWE Championship. This shocked me. This was not the finish I was expecting. I was expecting a title change, even though I was hoping Lashley would win, but I... You know, if Lashley was going to win, this is not the way I would have expected it. I was pleasantly surprised by this finish. A, that he won, and B, that he won in such dominant fashion. You know, they made it very clear he didn't tap out, Drew didn't submit, but he passed out, and it's basically a submission win. Straight up, submission win. I'll call it a clean win because, you know, MVP is a manager. He can shout anything he wants from outside the ring. He didn't do anything wrong. This was basically a clean win for Bobby Lashley. And I say, great. Keeping Bobby Lashley dominant, that's the way to go. He deserves more than six weeks with the WWE title. Let him run a little bit longer with it. So a surprising finish to me. Surprising in a good way. Only thing is, and I I talked about this in the predictions, they have a real babyface depth issue on that Raw brand. They're going to have to shake up the rosters or they're going to have to do something because there are not a lot of credible top baby faces beyond Drew on the Raw brand. So when I look ahead, unless they just do rematches with these two, you don't really have a lot of options going forward for Bobby Lashley. And that's going to be a problem that they're going to have to address. Uh, I, I'm thinking that we get another roster shakeup soon. I think Drew McIntyre may be headed to SmackDown. That's just something I, I think they're going to want to come back around to McIntyre and Roman Reigns at some point. They had a great match at Survivor Series in November. Would not at all be shocked if they wanted to come back to that match at some point this year. I could definitely see Drew making his way over to the SmackDown brand if they have another uh, draft or another uh, roster shakeup. So that might be something to uh, watch for there. Want to say welcome to all the folks who are filing in. Thank you again for choosing me for your WrestleMania coverage. This is night one. We got one more to go. Night two of WrestleMania is tomorrow night, and from what I saw, the weather is uh, the weather is not looking good for tomorrow. So last I checked, it was either ninety or hundred percent rain all day. And I think even if it rains, they'll probably move ahead. It's when you get into the lightning and the thunder that things get a little a little dicey. So I'm really hoping we don't get another rain delay tomorrow. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the weather gods have in store. This is this is God's revenge on Vince McMahon for the shit that he pulled back in 2006 in that tag team match with Shawn Michaels. This is his revenge here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We had tag team turmoil with the women. A gauntlet match with the winners facing Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two for the women's tag team titles. Lana and Naomi, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, uh, Natty and Tamina, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, and the team of Carmella and Billy Kay. Oh boy, this match. What can be said? I think the less said, the better. Naomi and Lana, Carmella and Billy Kay, they started things out. Things got ugly very fast. And uh, even now, Lana was doing stuff. There was, I think, a kick that she threw that missed by a mile. I thought there was another botch spot. I mean, it was right from the get go. This thing was a shit show. And. Even worse, Billy Kay pinned Naomi. She had an assist in doing so from Carmella, but she pinned Naomi. So that team was eliminated first. You've got Lana, and I know Lana has worked hard and everything else, but you've got Naomi, and Naomi is very talented. Naomi is very talented. The fact that Naomi was the one, bad enough they were bounced first, but the fact that Naomi was the one who took the losing fall when you had Lana standing there on the apron inexcusable inexcusable that brought out the riot squad ruby hit a uh, senton off the top across billy k's back for the next elimination so billy k was gone with carmella mandy rose and dana brooke they were out next and this is going to be a meme for a while mandy rose was trending on twitter if you're wondering why mandy rose was trending on twitter well this is why because they came out to the ring First of all, we had a Dana Brooke wardrobe malfunction. There was, a, I think, a nip slip or whatever. So that that happened. But on her way to the ring, uh, Mandy Rose, there was a wet spot, I guess, on the ramp from the rain that had been falling. And she fell right on her ass. So, you know, it's embarrassing because people, sometimes you'll fall or you'll you'll stumble, like in the winter or whatever. If you're walking over a piece of ice, right? It's happened to the to the best of us. But usually you're able to catch yourself. But if other people see you stumble, it's still embarrassing. Well, this woman stumbled and fell on her ass. So what do you do? You just own it at that point, right? You're you're on television in front of all these people. Now you're going to be all over social media falling on your ass. Just, you know what? Just own it. Laugh it off. It, it's the only thing you can do. Matthew, your botchamania is going to have a field day with this fucking match. I thought her falling down was a great metaphor for this match. Dana Brooke hit a swanton bomb to Liv Morgan and went for the pin. Morgan, though, reversed it, pinned Dana instead. And uh, here's the next wonderful uh, botch here in this match. So Liv Morgan gets the pin. Ring announcer Greg Hamilton, who's very good. I like Greg Hamilton. He's, he's usually very good at his job. 
Greg Hamilton then announces that the Riot Squad have been eliminated. And I thought to myself, is he watching the same match that I'm watching? I can only imagine what Liv Morgan must have been thinking when she's laying there hit listening to this. Maybe they called an audible. Uh, in fact, he had to issue a correction and say that Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose were eliminated, not the Riot Squad. So the, the, the train just kept on rolling here in this match. Tamina and Natalia were out next, and they were kept so dominant on SmackDown last night, I almost thought it was a swerve. I thought they wanted you to think they were going to win, but it was going to be somebody else. Nope. Played out exactly the way you would have expected based on what happened on SmackDown last night. They came in. Natty had Ruby down for a sharpshooter, but instead of putting it on, she tagged in Tamina and told Tamina to go up top to hit her uh, big Samoan splash. So she did. She hit the Superfly Splash, and uh, she pinned Ruby for the win. So it's going to be Natty and Tamina wrestling twice this WrestleMania weekend. Tomorrow night, they're going to be challenging Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the women's tag team titles. I think the wrong team won. Uh, Riot Squad was easily the best team in this match. This was not a good match. This was a slop fest. I thought this match was, was pretty damn terrible. But the Riot Squad, they were the best of the bunch. And funny enough, they're really the only legitimate team in that match. They are the closest thing to a real, regular team. Not one of these makeshift teams you put two people together. I mean, that's kind of what they did, but they're the closest thing to that. They have the best chemistry out of anybody in that match, and it showed. So I give them praise, but it's, it's faint praise. This match was just a, a complete mess. So next, we got the palate cleanser. Coming up next, we had the Swiss Superman Cesaro. One-on-one, his first ever singles match at a WrestleMania. One-on-one. No, I'm not counting what that match was last year on the kickoff in the uh, empty PC with Drew Gulak. One-on-one with Seth Rollins. They've now changed his music again. So he had that uh, awful Messiah music. They went back to the whole burn it down thing with the guitar riff. So it's still the burn it down, but now they've they've tweaked the music a little bit. We only got nine swings from Cesaro the first time here. When he went to go do the swing, he was selling an arm injury. His arm was hurting him too much. He couldn't do more than that. And uh, he went for a sharpshooter. Seth made it to the bottom rope. Rollins hit a springboard knee and a sling blade, followed by a 360 corkscrew splash off the top rope, which is something I've not seen him do before. That was kind of uh, unique. Got a near fall out of it. Cesaro hit the neutralizer, only gets two. Goes for another neutralizer, but Rollins transitions out of it into a pedigree for a near fall. And Triple H ain't going to be happy about that. Can he use his move? You better use it as a finish. Rollins goes for the stomp. Cesaro counters, though, with an uppercut. This was, I think this was meant to be very similar uh, to the spot that Rollins had with Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31. Maybe he wasn't going to get quite the same height on it. He really didn't get a lot of height on this one either, but uh, Cesaro hit the uppercut. And then my favorite moment of the match, and one of my favorite moments all night, for the first time that I can remember in WWE, and maybe he did it on main event. I just never saw it. 
For the first time in WWE that I can remember him using this move, we got to see Cesaro bust out the old UFO. And he did it at WrestleMania. That's what's so fucking cool about that. He did the no-arms airplane spin. He calls it the UFO. I love it. It looks great. It looks great. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, you really, you know, not anybody can do that. You got to have some, I I feel like you got to have some real neck and shoulder strength to do that, which he does. But uh, he tried for another swing on Rollins, and uh, this time topped his previous record on Seth from SmackDown a few weeks ago. He hit 22 spins. Tonight he hit 23. 23 revolutions from Cesaro. Capped things off with another neutralizer, and he got the 1-2-3. Cesaro wins his very first singles match at WrestleMania. And look, Seth Rollins is no slouch. He beat somebody who is a WWE champion. Intercontinental champion, WrestleMania main eventer. At least when he when he cashed in, he was a main eventer. Big win for Cesaro. Seth Rollins is not hurt by this at all. Plus, he's a heel. So, you know, he can show up on TV this week and, and complain about it and whine. This doesn't hurt Seth in the least. But what it does is it helps elevate Cesaro that much more. Which is why I wanted and I was hoping that he would pull out the win here. It wasn't enough for him to just go to WrestleMania. You know, he's been in this company now for about a decade. This is the first time he's gotten a real WrestleMania moment outside of him winning that Andre Battle Royal, which was seven years ago, and it went nowhere. They squandered it. This guy body slammed a 500-pound guy out of the ring to win the Battle Royal, linked up with Paul Heyman, and they did nothing. There was no follow-up whatsoever. So now he's getting a push. It's not enough to just give him a WrestleMania match. You've got to give him a WrestleMania match and actually have him win and then follow up on it. And things now are set up perfectly. With this win, you know, there's absolutely no reason for him not to challenge for the Universal Championship. They're going to need some new faces to challenge for the title on SmackDown. I'm hoping and predicting that Roman Reigns will walk out tomorrow night with the title. But what I love about this is you can look at any of the three guys in that main event tomorrow night And Cesaro would be a great match for any of those three. We've seen him wrestle Daniel Bryan on SmackDown just recently. In fact, he beat him. And so if they want to tell that story, if Daniel Bryan wins the title, all of a sudden, hey, Cesaro's got a few wins over him on TV. He becomes the favorite. Even though he, I'm sure, is not going to win the championship. Uh, Cesaro and Edge, I think, could be a very good match. And I think Cesaro and Roman Reigns would be a fine match. Even if all you do is get one pay-per-view out of it. There's no good reason not to do this match. You got three pay-per-view matches. Actually, you got two. But you got three television matches out of Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Why can't you get one with Roman Reigns and Cesaro? Now he is perfectly set up for that coming out of WrestleMania. So I loved it. I'm very happy for him. Uh, he, he really he deserved that win. He deserved that moment. And uh, I was very happy to see that as the finish. And I thought it was a very good match. Up to that point, it was easily the best thing on the show. Which brings us to the Raw Tag Team Championships. Big E was out next. Not for his match with Apollo Crews. They're going to have a Nigerian drum fight tomorrow night. But he was there to give the introduction for his New Day brethren, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods who were defending the tag team titles against AJ Styles and his bodyguard, Omas. Omas was making his in-ring debut tonight at WrestleMania. 
Talk about a stage to make your in-ring debut. There is no, there is no bigger platform for him to be making his in-ring debut than at a WrestleMania at a stadium show. Normally, there would be sixty or seventy thousand people, even twenty-five thousand people. So that's a that's a big platform for him to come out and show everybody what he can do. So out comes Omas. He comes out wearing jeans and a sleeveless shirt underneath a pea coat. He's out there. He's out there dressed like uh, Baron Corbin was when he was doing his Constable Corbin stuff. When he looked like one of these guys that was working at a at a fucking Bennigan's or an Applebee's. He did not wear the peacoat during the match. He did take the coat off. He stood on the apron, and New Day worked over AJ Styles forever. They worked this guy over for the first eight minutes of the match. As AJ was trying to reach for the hot tag, I mean, this was this just felt completely backwards. Normally, it would be the opposite. You'd have the baby faces. One of them would be getting worked over. The baby face makes the hot tag. In this case, it was the heels. So that was kind of strange, but they kept building to it. They were building and building, and New Day and Xavier, they were completely full of themselves. They were they were behaving like a bunch of obnoxious jerk heels. So you wanted to see Omas get the tag in, and you wanted to see Omas shut, shut their fucking mouths because they were being so annoying. So finally, AJ is able to uh, get the tag, And Xavier Woods tried, but he couldn't do anything to this guy because this guy's seven foot three, and Xavier Woods is like uh, five foot three. (laughs) Yeah, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't even move this guy. And Omos just stood there. He had a smile on his face. He looked like he was enjoying himself. You know what it looked like? It looked like he was playing with his action figures. As he was pummeling Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, it looked like he was playing with his Mattel action figures in the ring. That's what this looked like. AJ hit a phenomenal forearm off of Omas's shoulders to wipe out Woods. That left Kofi all by himself, left to die. And Omas picked him up for a giant tree slam. Great Kali style. Slammed him down. AJ says, put your foot on his chest. And that is what Omas did. Omas put one foot on Kofi Kingston's chest and with one boot, he pinned the former WWE champion. And with, uh, with that win, in his very first match, Omas becomes a champion for the first time in WWE. AJ Styles wins tag team gold. Uh, or silver, I guess it would be. I thought Omas looked like uh, he was having the time of his life out there. He looked like he was trying not to laugh. Uh, which, that would not be good if he busted out laughing in the middle of this match. Uh, but he looked like he was having fun. You know, again, he was playing with his toys. This was playtime for him. They kept him very limited in what he did. He did a few other moves, but that was it. You don't want to give away too much. All he has to do is go in there and just pound these guys into the ground and set them up for AJ to come in and do something, and that's what they did, and then they let him get the pin. That's all you needed to do with this guy. The guy is seven foot three, 400 pounds. He's going to be very limited in what he can do anyway. There's no reason to put him in there and overcomplicate things in his first match. So I thought he did fine. He worked like a big man should work. No dives, but it's only his first match, so give it time. Give it time. The virus, well, not the, the 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 virus that I talked about last night that has infected all of wrestling, it will infect him too eventually. He will want to do some kind of dive from the ropes or dive out of the ring. They all do at some point. 
even Shaq, when he was doing the AEW match, he took a big bump right off through two tables down below. It's only a matter of time. But I thought Omos looked fine. And uh, look, I, I would try to come up with something better for AJ Styles to do, but he's a champion again. So I guess you really can't complain too much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Look at what was next here on this show. Look at this. Our good friend Shane McMahon, one-on-one in a steel cage match. There he is. Ron Strowman. Whole storyline based around Shane McMahon calling him stupid. He called Braun stupid. That was the story of this match, and Braun Strowman was out for revenge. Elias and Jackson Riker had a uh, barrage of chair shots to Braun Strowman before he even could enter the cage. They attacked him with chairs, slid him into the cage. They put the chair in the cage for Shane to use. And Shane is kicking Braun in the leg. He grabs uh, a piece of metal uh, from the top part of the cage. And he, I thought it was like a sign or something. It's like, whatever it was, he pulled it off and hit Strowman with it. So he tries to escape. Braun stops him. He recovers. He stops Shane from escaping. Strowman went for a running power slam. His leg gave out on him. And that allowed Shane McMahon to slip out and take control. And this is where, you know, the the payoff at the end of the match was fine. I thought it was even good. But again, you know, Shane McMahon now, he he's he's older. Even before he hit the ring, he was doing a promo in the back during the rain delay. He was already, his face was beat red. There's something, I mean, I know he tries to train and keep himself in shape, but there's something wrong with this guy. But to have to watch Braun Strowman, this guy who is twice his size, he's supposed to be a monster, having to sell for Shane McMahon. I know it's sort of accepted at this point that Shane has taken his lumps and paid, paid his dues in some way, and he's wrestled all the top names, and so he's believable enough. But in this case... You know, should Braun Strowman really be selling for as long as he was in this match? Selling the offense of Shane McMahon? I I just thought that I just thought that was ridiculous. Shane followed up with the coast to coast drop kick for a near fall. Uh, Elias and Jackson Riker, they tried climbing the cage. And as they're starting to ascend the cage, Strowman ran into the cage and knocked him off. Shane climbs to the top of the cage in the corner. They had these two things, only in two corners of the cage at the very top. They were they were like burlap sacks that were or bags that were hanging from the cage. 
And Shane reached into one of them and pulled out what I guess was a toolbox, and he hit Strowman in the head with it when Strowman was climbing up after him. And Strowman fell to the ground, and Shane had the match won. All he had to do was climb out over the top and leave. So he starts to slowly climb out over the top, and instead of just climbing down or dropping down, he stops. He puts his hand through one of the holes in the cage to wave bye-bye to Braun. At that point, Braun leaps to his feet and grabs a hold of Shane by the hand. And then came the best part of the match. I actually thought this spot was very good. As he is holding on to Shane's hand, Braun begins to peel away the panel of the cage to get to Shane. Because Shane's on the other side. So instead of just kind of climbing over and grabbing him by the hair and pulling him in, he basically just, you know, punctures a hole through the side of the cage and peels it away and pulls Shane back inside. So visually, I thought that looked good. Shane pulls, uh, or, or Braun rather, pulls Shane to the very top. Braun Strowman climbs to the top of the cage. He is now standing on top of the steel cage. And Shane is up there with him, and here comes the big bump. Because you knew everything was building to this, right? We knew that everything was going to be built around some ridiculous Shane McMahon bump. Whether it was from the top of the cage or the top of the pirate ship, Shane was either going to jump or he was going to fall. If you chose option B, you win the, uh, you win the dinner. You win the prize. Braun said, who's stupid now? And he chucked Shane McMahon off the top of the cage. And Shane took this great-looking bump. He flipped over. He landed flat on his back, which is good, because he kind of turned at the last minute. Otherwise, he would have landed right on the back of his neck. And he bounced on the landing. And that's a long way down. That had to be every bit of, you know, they used to call those cage matches 15 feet. I don't think it's 15 feet, but it could be 12 feet. It could be 12 or 13 feet, but he fell quite a distance. And uh, he bounced on the way down. It didn't look like it felt very good. Braun, being the idiot that he is, proving Shane McMahon right that he is stupid. Instead of climbing down, he climbs back into the cage. Just so he can pick up Shane and give him a standing power slam and pin him in the middle of the ring. And Braun Strowman picks up the win. I am happy that this feud is over. The match was actually fine. And the finish, I thought, was good. It's everything that came before this that got us to this point that sucked. So you tell me. Were all of those segments on Raw for the last, I don't know, two months or whatever it's been that this thing has been building for? Were all of those television segments on Raw worth the... 10 minutes or 12 minutes that they were in the ring tonight? I don't think so. I don't think so. I would rather have not had the match and not had all those segments on TV. But in terms of a payoff, I thought the payoff was fine. And that puts a nice little bookend on that feud. Shane took the big bump, his annual WrestleMania bump. What will he do next year? You know, next year they're going to be back in Dallas. Remember the last time WrestleMania was in Dallas? Shane took a bump off another cage. They're going to have to come up with something different for him to do next year. They trotted out the Hall of Fame inductees for 2020. I guess they're saving the uh, 2021 class for tomorrow night. 
So we got highlights from the Hall of Fame, and they brought all the Hall of Fame people out. The NWO, they were the ones who got the big entrance on the show tonight. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, and X-Pac were uh, six, I guess. JBL was there, the Bella Twins, the British Bulldogs' uh, son, daughter, and his wife, Diana. They were there. Titus O'Neil was the recipient of the Warrior Award. William Shatner was not there. Jushin Thunder Liger was not there. Uh, Both guys had sent videos into the Hall of Fame ceremony. They weren't at the Hall of Fame either. So unfortunately, they were physically not there tonight. And uh, like I said, I guess tomorrow night we'll get the 2021 class. So what is that? Kane, Molly Holly, RVD, Eric Bischoff, and uh, whoever else. I, I forgot what the uh, what the other names were. We got a video with Stone Cold Steve Austin promoting WrestleMania 38 next year, coming back to Dallas, Texas at Arlington Stadium. Interestingly, they said in the ad, April 2022. They did not give a specific date. And the reason that's interesting is because they've already announced previously that April 3rd is going to be the date. So I thought it was a little strange that they wouldn't give the exact date here like they normally do, which makes me think that uh, maybe it's not going to be just April 3rd. Maybe it's going to be April 2nd and April 3rd. Maybe it's going to... This this two-night WrestleMania may become the norm. It may actually become the norm going forward. Uh, they were not planning on doing this again next year or the year after, uh, but it looks like they might be having second thoughts on that. And there are pros and cons to it. I would much rather have a two-night WrestleMania than have one night with 14 matches that goes seven hours. If they insist on trying to get everybody on the show, then you know what? Two nights is the formula. If the goal is not to get everybody on the show, but to just put out the key matches, maybe six to eight key matches, then you don't need you don't need two nights. But if you want to get everybody a, a payday on the show, then two nights is the way to go. And I say that as somebody who has been now to multiple WrestleManias that have gone six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half hours. It just gets to a point, if you're in the main event, you don't you probably are just thinking to yourself, man, this crowd's gonna be dead by the time I go out there. That was the problem that Becky and Rhonda and Charlotte had in uh New Jersey for uh, WrestleMania thirty five two years ago. You almost would rather go on at the beginning of the night instead of at the end. So doing it over over two nights definitely breaks things up a little bit better. Uh there's no doubt about that. Shout out to everybody who is tuned into the uh, stream tonight. How many people we got in here? How many people we got? We got a lot of people. Look at that. We got a lot of super chats. We got a couple of new members, too. Thank you. If you joined, there's a join button down below. If you want to look at the membership tiers, you can join and become a member of the channel. Uh, Or if not, you can just hit that sub button. Subscribe to the channel. There's always new content going up, including tomorrow night live right back here, night two. Of WrestleMania. Up next, we had the tag team match. It was The Miz and John Morrison taking on Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Booker T was out to do commentary for this match. Bad Bunny, of course, did a song about Booker T. I think it might have been the song he came out to tonight. Miz and Morrison had an army of men, I assume men, in bunny costumes for their entrance, hopping down to the ring. Remember the bunny with Adam Rose? Well, imagine 30 of them in your worst fucking nightmare. 
That's what this was. We had 30 people in bunny outfits hopping their way down to the ring, and even more terrifying, for some reason, I have no idea, one of the bunnies was missing an ear. Only one. Only one bunny was missing one ear, and I have no idea what happened to the ear, but all I could think is, bang, bang. I would like to know what happened to the ear. How does that happen? Bad Bunny made his entrance after Damian Priest. Bad Bunny got his own entrance on top of a truck that was driven into the stadium. He got a nicer entrance than most of the people on the show tonight. But he had a lot of fans in the building. He was he was a, a fan favorite for sure. This is the thing with the Thunderdome. You never know, right? You don't really know how people are going to react first time in a building with fans. You've been able to control the reactions up until this point. They've had celebrities that they brought in before, and the crowd just totally shits on them. They've had other celebrities come in, and the fans were all into them. So there was really no telling how people were going to react to Bad Bunny once they were in the building. We know Bad Bunny has, you know, tens of millions of followers, but you know how wrestling fans can be. And I was very curious to see what the reaction to him would be tonight, but it was all positive. For, uh, for Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, for those who don't know, has spent the last three or four months seriously training at the Performance Center. Apparently he moved closer to be, uh, or moved to be closer to the PC. And he has taken this seriously and he has been training now for a while for this match. And it showed. Uh, early on he had an arm drag. He used a La Mahistral cradle at one point. Finally, the heels got the heat on him, and he had to sell. And I thought he did a good job. His facial expressions, selling the agony, selling the pain, reaching for the hot tag, but not being able to make it. He was doing all the things that, you know, you would expect somebody in that situation to be doing. John Morrison, at one point, with Booker T sitting at ringside, he busted out a spinner Rooney. They worked over Bad Bunny for a long time. Until finally Bad Bunny hit a Tornado DDT to The Miz. He finally made the hot tag to Damian Priest. And I said coming into this that the goal here should have been as much as possible to make Damian Priest. This should be something of a launching pad for Damian Priest. And if that means using Bad Bunny to, to get him some rub, if Bad Bunny is so popular, then fine. Because Damian Priest is very good, and Damian Priest can be a top-five guy on either brand. Bad Bunny actually got most of the in-ring time for his team in this match. Damian Priest was on the apron for most of it. But if it's just even by association, if it helps get him over that much more, then fine. That should be the goal here. Because Bad Bunny ain't going to stick around. You know, who knows? We, We may see Bad Bunny doing more matches in the future, but... He's not signed with this company full-time. Damian Priest is. So finally, Damian Priest got the hot tag. And uh, he hit a choke slam to The Miz, had the match won, but Morrison broke it up. The two of them, the babyfaces, hit stereo Falcon Arrows, which is very cool, for a near fall. Uh, Priest hit the uh, step-over dive out onto Miz and Morrison. On the, this, was, this was the dive portion of the match. All the celebrities now, they love doing dives. Remember when Stephen Amell came in at SummerSlam to to do the stuff with uh, Stardust? Stephen Amell went to the top. He did a dive. Pat McAfee, right? In his match with Adam Cole, didn't he do a dive? I believe he did. 
So this was Bad Bunny's chance now. He went up top and he hit a dive as well. Wiped out the heels on the outside. Inside, though, Miz caught Damian Priest with the skull-crushing finale. And Bad Bunny broke up the pin attempt. Then Bad Bunny, to the shock of many, was on the outside of the ring. And Bad Bunny hit a bunny destroyer to John Morrison on the floor. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And John Morrison sold this great, I thought. Sold it great. He hit the destroyer. And then he hit a crossbody off the uh, top rope to Miz. Now, Miz was on Damian Priest's shoulders. And Bad Bunny did a crossbody to the Miz to pick up the win. I thought as celebrity matches go, this is this one was as good as you'll ever see. This was a very well-worked, smartly worked tag team match. Uh, they knew going in, clearly they knew going in what Bad Bunny was capable of, or else they wouldn't have given him that much time in the ring. They thought that he sucked. You're not going to put him in the ring for what felt like 12 straight minutes, both on offense and then selling. Unless you know that this guy can deliver the goods. And you know what? Credit to him. He delivered the goods in this match. You know, I mentioned Pat McAfee a moment ago. I thought Pat McAfee looked great in his match with Adam Cole. Uh, but And I thought as far as bringing in an athlete or bringing in a celebrity, he would have been near the very top, if not at the very top of the list, because Pat McAfee gets it. I don't just mean, you know, athletically, but just in terms of the promo aspect of it. Pat McAfee, he gets it, right? He's a fan. He understands it. I think this match here, you know, topped what Pat McAfee even did with uh, Adam Cole in their match. This was a tag match. That was a singles match. Uh, but I thought Bad Bunny probably had him had him topped here. And look, a lot of people are going to be rightfully talking about the Bunny and how well he did and all that. And all credit to him, right? Just like I said. But I, I do think that uh, Miz and Morrison shouldn't be left out of that conversation. And I crap on Miz and Morrison a lot just because of the way they're booked. They're booked to be a couple of fucking jokes. They're a couple of fucking geeks on this show. And The Miz was WWE champion only a few weeks ago, and we saw him on TV hopping around in a bunny costume. So, you know, these guys are are not exactly treated as, you know, serious top-of-the-card talent in this company. They have their place on the show. But I watched this match, and when it was over, I wasn't just impressed with Bad Bunny. I thought to myself, you know, Miz and Morrison did a 
phenomenal job in this match because everybody who's going to say Bad Bunny looked great, he doesn't look quite as great if The Miz and Morrison don't help him look great. You're not in there wrestling yourself. It takes two to tango. I mentioned the Destroyer. Morrison, the sell of that Destroyer was great. Miz. Miz was selling for all of his offense, the punches and the springboard DDTs and everything. So I got to give, I hope those two get the credit that they deserve as well, because this, this match doesn't come off as well as it did uh, without Miz and Morrison doing their part. They helped make him look like a million bucks. And that brought us to the main event. Main event of night one for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defending against the winner of the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble match, Bianca Belair. Only on television for a few months, and look at this, in the WrestleMania main event. And only the second ever women's match to go on last at a WrestleMania as the main event. And actually, when you look at these last two, three of the four horsewomen are accounted for. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and now Sasha Banks. Bailey is the only one. She's the only member of that little clique who has not yet made it to the main event of WrestleMania. And Bailey, she had a few appearances on the show tonight. She didn't do anything. Uh, I'm still expecting her to be on TV tomorrow night. Uh, I hope they go with the idea that I you know, talked about on uh, Twitter earlier in the week. Uh, before Meltzer put it in his newsletter, you know, back on Wednesday, I said, you know, Bailey has no match on on the show either night, which is which is a fucking sin because she was one of the MVPs of that pandemic era. I said, give her one of those ding dong hello segments on the show and have Becky Lynch show up as a surprise. And it looks like that might possibly happen. Didn't happen tonight. And I do wonder if maybe it was supposed to. I wonder if maybe it was going to happen tonight. But because of the rain delay, they decided to move it to tomorrow. Becky was teasing something on social media that when you looked at the first letter of each word, spelled out night one. I still expect that she'll make an appearance tomorrow, but it didn't happen tonight. Bailey will hopefully have her day. Tonight it was all about Sasha and Bianca. So I said early, you know, earlier in the stream that Bianca was practically in tears uh, at the beginning of this match. And Sasha Banks looked at her, and it looked like Sasha almost broke and had to look away, because Sasha is a very emotional person. Anytime they interview Sasha about something or like a big milestone in her career, she cries. She, she cries about everything. She's a very emotional person. So it looked like just by looking at Bianca, she might have ended up crying herself, but she looked away. So the emotion clearly was uh, overwhelming, the challenger here in this match. Sasha hit a suicide dive out onto Bianca. Uh, Bianca rolls through, though, and presses her over her head. She gorilla presses Sasha Banks over her head and marches up the ring steps with her and dumps her back into the ring. This was in the first couple of minutes of the match. Sasha grabbed Bianca's braid which would uh, come into play a little bit later on. Bianca, though, yanked her forward into the ring steps. And uh, a little bit later, Sasha went for the running knees. Bianca moved, and Sasha went knee first into the barricade outside. Uh, they did this spot in the ring with Bianca. That was all about showcasing her strength. I mean, this is a woman who we saw carrying 
Otis on her back in a segment on SmackDown a few months ago when she was feuding with Bailey, and Bailey had her do the obstacle courses. And she had Otis on her shoulders in a fireman's carry position, and she was walking with Otis, who's every bit of, I don't know, what do you think Otis is, 320? 330? They exaggerate weights in wrestling, but Otis has got to legitimately be every bit of that. So she's a strong woman. She's very athletic. And she had the chance in this match to show off her strength in a few different places. And this was one of those places. She had a long vertical suplex. And then she was slingshotting Sasha legs first, bouncing her off the ropes right back into a suplex position. She did that a couple of times before she finally uh, slammed her. Uh, Bianca hit a standing shooting star press. Went up top for a 450, uh, but she ate Sasha's knees on the way down. Sasha hit a double springboard tornado DDT for a near fall. And up top she goes. Champion goes up top. It looked like she wanted to do maybe a Meteora. And I I don't know if uh, Bianca just, she was still down. Maybe she just didn't get up for it or whatever. She kind of changed in mid-stride what she was doing, and she ended up giving her a splash. Sasha then got uh, a little nasty, sent Bianca into the ring steps, put her back inside. Sasha Banks grabbed Bianca's braid, and she took this woman's braid, that long braid that she has in her head, wrapped it around Bianca's own arm, and then locked on the bank statement. Bianca eventually got to the ropes for the break. Sasha got Bianca upside down in a tree of woe, tried to come down off the top for what I thought was going to be a double stomp. This is the old uh, Del Rio corner spot where the guy's upside down. He comes off with the double stomp. There was something happened here. I I don't know what this was supposed to be. She ended up just rolling through. Yeah, maybe, again, maybe Bianca was supposed to pull herself up and didn't quite get there in time. I don't know, but Sasha came down. Nothing really happened. She then went for the knees in the corner. She hit the turnbuckles, though, when Bianca finally did pull herself up. And Belair hit the 450 splash this time. Only got a near fall out of it. Bianca goes for the KOD. Kiss of death. That is her finish. Sasha lands on her feet. And this was the great finale of the match. Sasha lands on her feet. Bianca takes her braid. And when I first saw Bianca Belair in NXT, they were in full sail. Small building. When she would whip people with that braid, you, I mean, the sound of that whip would reverberate throughout the building. I mean, you could you could feel it just watching it on TV. And I hadn't thought of the fact that maybe that braid would play into the finishing sequence of this match, but I'm glad it did. It is a, it makes such a great sound effect. But not only is it a great sound effect, it looks legitimately painful which I'm sure it was because she whipped the fuck out of Sasha right across the stomach, right across the midsection. When this match was over, Sasha looked down and she had a a long welt right across the length of her midsection. So that thing did some damage. But in this stadium with 25,000 people, open air stadium, this thing, you could hear it from the, the very tippy top of the rafters. She whipped the shit out of this woman, and everybody reacted to it, right? It gets the big reaction from the crowd. And she went for the KOD again. This time she hit it. And Bianca Belair gets the three count, except, except, Michael Cole didn't seem to think so. 
even though you and I saw that Bianca Belair got a three count, Michael Cole says, no, 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 Sasha kicked out. And then Corey Graves is trying to explain to him, no, I, I think the match is over. And I'm sure they got to Cole in his ear. And Cole said, oh, I thought she kicked out. I, I guess not. So Michael Cole, the big climax of this WrestleMania main event women's match, and he botches the call. Now, they showed a replay of it. I thought, okay, maybe it looked like Sasha got a shoulder up. No. Bianca Pender, one, two, three. Sasha didn't get a shoulder up. She didn't kick out. Cole just whiffed on the call. And look, shit happens sometimes, but it's the WrestleMania main event. How do you do that? What, What are you watching here? Fucked up the final call of the main event. Unbelievable. And poor Sasha Banks. Poor Sasha Banks. She moves to... Let me show it. Let me show it. There it is. 0-6. Sasha Taker moves to 0-6 as her WrestleMania record. She keeps the streak alive. <laughs> oh, poor Sasha Banks. She. I said on the uh, prediction, she is the reverse Undertaker. That is what she is. But you know what? Uh, she's got nothing to uh, be ashamed of here. I thought these two women went out there and had an excellent main event. I was very happy with that main event. Uh, again, it could be tough. You went on, you know, if you're in that situation, you're going on pretty late. Uh, I think when they went out there, it was quarter after 11, maybe. You don't know how the audience is going to react to it. Uh, but I thought they went out there and they killed it. And I, I really think that uh, they ought to keep this thing going. I think there's definitely uh, more potential in putting these two back together for an extended program. Maybe they get away from it for a while and they revisit it. And that way they can maybe wait until SummerSlam and get a rematch going at SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam's a long time away. Uh, but you could do that. I mean, you could have uh, Bianca defend against other people and come back around. To, to do that at SummerSlam or put the belt back on Sasha. They can go back and forth for it. I, I don't know what their plans are, but uh, this was an excellent main event, and I thought it was the right outcome. You know, the way they built this thing up and everything and was not really a fan of the buildup uh, with the Reginald stuff. Thank God he didn't play a role in this match. I was kind of half worried he was going to cut a hole in the ring and come up underneath and smile and wave. Uh, we didn't have Reginald in this match. This is the way it should have been. You keep it one-on-one between these two women, and they're just trying to one-up each other on television every single week. They're naturally very competitive. You could have shown training videos with Bianca in the gym or did the same with Sasha. You didn't have to overcomplicate this with all the, the nonsense with the champagne guy. So the build was something that uh, was actually fairly weak, but I knew the match would deliver. Yeah, I knew if they gave them time to go out there uh, that they would have a good match. They had a great match. So I have nothing but love for that main event. And congratulations. Congratulations to uh, Bianca Belair. She and Rhea Ripley are the ones from the new crop of talent that are going to carry these women's divisions for years to come. Whatever brand they're on. Right now it's Bianca on SmackDown, Rhea on Raw. And we're going to see Rhea tomorrow night against Asuka. I think we're going to get another uh, title change tomorrow night as well. But those two women are the ones from the current crop. When you, you know, in addition to 
Sasha and Charlotte, they're not going anywhere. These are the women that are going to carry these divisions for the next five years. And tonight was only the beginning. Let's take a look at what you guys thought. Take a look at these uh, Twitter poll results. We've already got 2,000 votes in. Take a look at that. 92% thumbs up and about uh, 9% thumbs down. So pretty damn strong. Oh, come on. Come on, Seth. Seth Rollins vomiting all over my Twitter poll here. But thank you to Kevin Henry. He just donated $2.99 through Super Chat. Yo, he says. Short and sweet. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was overall very pleased with WrestleMania tonight. I thought it was a good show. I think I was also just very happy to see people back in the building. Uh, but I do think that there was more good on this show than bad. The only bad thing, really, that we had tonight. Uh, I was not a fan of that women's tag team turmoil match. Uh, I just, I thought it was embarrassing. I just didn't think it was any good. Uh, but I really didn't have an issue with anything else on the show. I thought Cesaro and Seth Rollins had a you know, very good match. I thought uh, the main event was excellent. Uh, Braun and Shane was fine for what it was supposed to be. The tag team title match, I thought. Omos, first appearance, he looked fine. Drew and Bobby had a very good match to open the show. Uh, what else am I missing? Right, those were the key matches. So, on the whole, I thought it was a, a good night one. Yeah, I thought it was a good... And, and Bad Bunny, the Bad Bunny match, was way better than I expected it to be. So now we'll see how night two goes tomorrow night, right? We know we're going to get... Logan Paul is going to be there for the Kevin owens uh, Sami Zayn match. We know that Big E is defending the Intercontinental title uh, against Apollo Crews. Rhea Ripley challenging Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Randy Orton one-on-one against the uh, the Burnt Fiend. Bray Wyatt, who will have Alexa Bliss with him. The women's tag team titles will be on the line. Natty and Tamina taking on uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And we have the uh, the main event, right? What else am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, I could be missing a match. But uh, we have Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan, all of whom knocked it out of the park on SmackDown Friday night. The promos on SmackDown Friday. I mean, if you weren't sold on that main event tomorrow night before SmackDown, I don't see how you couldn't be after SmackDown. That was some of the best promo work I've seen in a very long time, especially from Edge and Bryan. That is the match I am 
looking forward to the most? Hey, Alexander, he just got here. You're late. Alex, we're all done here. You're late. Oh, we're not done yet. We're not done yet because we have to get to your Super Chats. We have to get to your Super Chats, which are indeed sponsored by Samoan Edge. As you can see there on the very bottom, Samoan Edge is bringing you these Super Chats tonight. That was my favorite part of SmackDown on Friday. Was uh, Samoan Edge. So <laughs> let's uh, scroll on. Look how happy he is. Let's scroll on back here. I'm going to read all of your Super Chats. If you want to send one in, feel free. I will get to it here at some point. If you have a question, if you have a comment about tonight's show, what did you think? What did you think of night one of WrestleMania? First show back in a stadium in two years. I guess it would be two years. It's been a while since we've had a big stadium show like that for WWE or uh, really anybody. Although I guess New Japan ran a baseball stadium several months ago. Although I think it was only maybe 5,000 people were allowed in at the time. Do I think Logan Paul is going to do a dive? I don't. I think Logan Paul is going to be eating a stunner. That's what I think. I think Logan Paul is going to be, he, he should be. He should be eating a stunner tomorrow from uh, Kevin Owens. I keep saying tomorrow. It's already 1 o'clock in the morning. So later tonight. He should be eating a stunner from KO. So, where do we begin here? Who was the first person? Ryan Spies. There he is. Ryan Spies was the first person to send in a super chat tonight. Says uh, WWE needs to play the Thunder Buddy song from Ted on a loop. I guess that was because of the thunder and lightning tonight uh, in Tampa. Nayef Alsafar dropped. $50 before we even went live on the air tonight. Nayef, you are a beast. Thank you. It's our first big bomb of the night. That Well, that's the biggest, as far as I know. Uh, Ryan, again, most shocking moment of the show was Teddy Hart not being in prison and being able to attend. Was Teddy Hart there? Teddy Hart is not very well liked. Teddy Hart was kicked out of a couple of shows, I think, over the last few days. And uh, I did not know that he was uh, in attendance tonight. Thank you for reminding me that I knew I forgot one. Tomorrow night, we have the United States Championship on the line. Riddle and Sheamus. Which means that Matt Riddle and Rob Van Dam are going to be in the same building at the same time. So if they don't plan some kind of comedy segment involving RVD and Matt Riddle, then I don't even know what the fuck we're doing here. You're going to do weed comedy that apparently Vince McMahon loves doing all of a sudden. This guy's got fucking birds flying out of his flip-flops. How do you not do comedy with RVD and Matt Riddle? I'm going to be very disappointed if we don't get that tomorrow night. Alfonso Rodriguez. Thank you for the five. God's greatest creation, Cesaro. Awesome match. Uh, EJ Semp. Slemp. I never tell if that's an I or an L. A rain delay would not have happened in Minneapolis. Well, you know, there's people in Minneapolis, there's people in Vancouver who are still waiting for a WrestleMania. I feel like the Vancouver crowd, they've been waiting for a long time. What they don't realize is they have to tell the people in Vancouver, they have to tell their elected officials to bid. 
if they bid on WrestleMania, they might actually get it one year. Uh, Cody James, solid night one. Great to hear real chants, even for Punk. I didn't hear any CM Punk chants. It actually sounded to me at different points like they might have still been piping in some crowd noise, which I hope they weren't doing. That's one of my fears, is that even when we go back to full-time regular shows, they're so used to piping in crowd noises now, they're not going to stop. They're just going to keep doing it. They're so used to being able to manipulate and control the audience that they're just going to keep doing it. I don't want to see that. I want real fans to give real reactions. That's how you know who's over and who's not. Uh, Alfonso, again, Bad Bunny just stole the show. Heist of the Century. Ryan, for as bad as the build was, Sasha and Bianca had an incredible match, and I knew they would. In spite of the build, there's a reason why I said, you know, four months ago or five months, whatever it was, this should be the WrestleMania match. Before they even started building it. Remember what I said? I said, you give Bianca just one. Give her one big credible name on SmackDown to beat before she gets Sasha. And that's what they did. They feuded her with Bailey, And then she went on to win the Royal Rumble. So they followed the right path with her. You just got to take out the Reginald stuff. And uh, other than that, they pretty much did the right thing with her. Boots with the 25 bucks. Even I felt that hair whip from Bianca. I think we all did. Clamp God. 8 out of 10 show. Every match was booked perfectly except for the women's tag match. That seems to be the general consensus. Jake Ran. Bianca is another level of beautiful. Marquand, 1976. That hair whip sounded like getting the belt from my childhood. You and me both. I got that same belt. I got that same belt. I got news for you. Today, though, they would call it child abuse. So you can't do that anymore. But it worked on me. Uh, Mr. Pro Wrestling, the Cesaro-Rollins match was easily the match of the night. Super happy that Cesaro finally got his moment. There's the winner himself, Brian Becerra, with the $30 Super Chat. That's the Christian Cage Super Chat down below in the description. Some of them have different uh, dollar amounts. With the exception of women, uh, of the women's turmoil match, it was a good night. We will see if night two can top it. Oh, there's my boy Chuck Lentz. Where's he been? I haven't heard from Chuck in a while with the $100 Super Chat drop. Wow. Hope things have been good for you. Time to come back to the Solomonster family. Come on back. Come on back, Trent. Or Trent. I'm calling him by the... I'm calling him by the wrong name. I don't even know this guy's name. Of course I know your name. Chuck's been listening to the podcast for God. How long? How long have you been listening to the podcast for? It's got to be every bit of a decade, no? Chuck Lunatic Lentz. Thank you for the $100, man. That that's, that's, blows me away. And I promise never to call you Trent again. Unless you want me to. Jake Ran, Bad Bunny had the best celebrity match that I have seen. It's hard to top. It's hard to top. He uh, he definitely went in there. He didn't embarrass himself. He didn't embarrass any of the other wrestlers. 
I thought he did a fine job. Alex Jimenez, Cesaro and Rollins was my match of the night. Great show, but tomorrow looks even better. Bad Bunny is pretty good. I agree. Give that man a carrot. Prince David with the five bucks. Cesaro and Bianca delivered in their in uh, their debut. Rather saw AJ against Braun. No one else was available. Rather than uh, Shane New Day and Bobby Wynn shocked. Run till SummerSlam. Boy, your shorthand needs some work. I'm very confused right now. But I thank you for the five bucks. Brian Barsoon with the $15. That Cesaro and Rollins match is how you innovate and have a great match. Also props to Bad Bunny for putting in the training before his WrestleMania match. The Barf Nugget. Barf Nuggets. 24. Cesaro is my early pick for Money in the Bank. Him or Big E? Try Money in the Bank is coming up in May. If it's May 16th or whatever that Sunday is. So used to Money in the Bank being in in June or July. I guess May is the new month for it. Let me uh let me put some music on here in the background. Let's just get some music going here. Shouldn't be too loud. There we go. You guys will let me know if it is. Uh, the powerful one was listening to My Way to Kill Time, Waiting for the Stream, still the best theme song in WrestleMania history. Well, I believe that belongs to Big Time at WrestleMania 22. I am a child of the 80s, and so you can't convince me otherwise. Carl Whitaker, great visual look, and glad to see fans again. Z-O-M-G Ruler, I'm thinking Bel Air is wanting a haircut after this. Why would she want a haircut after this? But, you know, that's going to be mega heat one day. Person who cuts off that braid. Oh, they should never do that, by the way. But if somebody, they wanted to get real heat on somebody, just cut that whole fucking thing off. Ian Gomes, nice shirt, Mr. Solomonster. Thank you. Thank you. Got the uh, Chinese dragon here. You can't see it. The skull's blocking it, but. I wanted to go with a new one. A new shirt here on the. WrestleMania stream. I'll have uh, I have another one, different one in store for tomorrow. Was it like the Oscars now? I should I be walking the red carpet, being evaluated on my dress tonight? Solomonster is wearing a dashing T-shirt. Maddie Dez, that hair whip was brutal. Loved it. Oh look at this, we just got a new member. Who joined? Let's see. S-T-8-M-R-K-N. Welcome to the Sound Off Legends tier. Thank you for becoming a member. I appreciate that. As a member, you will soon have access to a lot of the uh, retro audio as it goes up. Retro audio that goes all the way back to 2007 that is not available anywhere else. I am slowly making my way through the archives and getting that up. That is for all of our Legends tiers, folks. It's a 9.99 tier. It's taken me a lot of time because <laughs> I have to edit out certain music and clips that you know they don't play well on YouTube. But it'll it'll go up in due time. It'll all be up. 
Uh, Shino D. Phoenix. I love women's wrestling. Bianca and Sasha did that. I'm now excited for Rhea and Asuka tomorrow. That should be a fucking great match. I have high hopes for that match. Uh, Steven Chappa, thank you for the $25 super chat. Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, John Walker, I am ready for your reaction on Bad Bunny using the Destroyer. I love the show. I didn't hate it. I, I just kind of, I'm resigned to it at this point. The Destroyer is not, you know, the Destroyer has gone the way of the super kick. And I blame, I, I blame a lot of different people for that. Uh, AEW is a far bigger offender than WWE when it comes to the Destroyer. But they're both guilty of it. Both companies are guilty of it. It sucks. Uh, at least, you know, in this case, it was a big spot in the match. He didn't do it in the ring, so he couldn't win with it. But it, it did take John Morrison out of the match. It played into the finish. So I didn't really mind it so much. What bothers me is when I see somebody use a Destroyer as, as just like a transition move. Or like a setup move in the middle of a match. And then the person just gets right back up or the person kicks out. That bugs me. So tonight it didn't really bother me as much. Chris Quillman with the $10. Enjoyed the show overall. Seemed like they did a good job of getting through the hiccups during the show tonight. Don't know if you heard, but I'm a champ now. I did. I did hear. Congratulations. Uh, Jacob Barnes, Sasha and Bianca in the main event was everything it needed to be. 10 out of 10. Wow. Jacob is going the full Monty on that main event tonight. Tenorio128 with the $5. Was this stage better than WrestleMania 33? I don't think so. I think the set tonight was very nice. They had a, a giant pirate ship. Uh, I was at WrestleMania 33, so I was able to kind of get the full view of what it was like to be there with that stage and that set. They had the giant globe with the fake roller coaster. They spent like $5 million on that set. It was majestic. I mean, in person, it was, it was, it was gorgeous. It really was. And I think that is still the best WrestleMania set that they've ever done. Tonight was very good, too. It's just nice to be back with the sets and the, and the giant stage. You know, you just get tired of Thunderdome and, you know, with AEW, Daly's Place. You know, it's nice that they have a place to run, but you just get sick of it after all these months. You just gotta, you just feel like you want to just break out of there. And tonight was a nice break from the usual. And tomorrow night will be too. And then Monday night, it's right back to the Thunderdome. So that's how it has to be. Uh, Donald with the five bucks. BB Ricks gave me Stevie Nicks vibes. Giovanni Zarate dropping $100 here on the stream. How This was an hour ago. Giovanni, if you're still there, I salute you. He might be sleeping now. Uh, to be honest, no one should be surprised by Bad Bunny's performance because a fan of the product just like Shaq McAfee, D'Angelo Williams, etc. WrestleMania Night One was fun. Bad Bunny is a huge fan. 
you know, he used to watch, he said it on SmackDown last week. He used to watch all the Raws, all the SmackDowns, all the pay-per-views with his family. So, uh, you know, we knew that. We knew that this guy was a fan. Rodimus Prime with the $45 Super Chat drop. Look at this. Thought night one was pretty good. The highlight of the night for me, of course, was Mandy slipping. Sorry, but I died laughing. Break pack. I hated the crowd sweetening fake cheers that I heard. First segment, mid segment, last segment. The fuck? Get Kevin Dunn out of here. See, I, I, I knew I wasn't the only one. And I really hope that doesn't become a thing going forward. Uh, you know, maybe they felt the need to do that because they didn't have the, the entire stadium packed. But I really hope that. You know, six months from now or a year from now, you know, if and when we're back to the full capacity crowds, that this doesn't become a normal thing where they just feel the need to pipe in the cheers or pipe in the booze or start fake chants with these. Because they have like the yes chants and this is awesome. They have all that stuff in their system. They pipe it into the Thunderdome every week. And it's really noticeable when they do it. So it's one thing, if in the Thunderdome, it's one thing. But if they continue to do this when we actually have people in the buildings, then that's not going to be so good. That's not what this was meant to be. Though I guess WCW did it with the uh, Goldberg chants. They were, they were known for doing that, piping in Goldberg. Even though people were chanting Goldberg, they would pipe in the chants anyway. Uh, Andrew Lolivar. It upsets me to say that Bad Bunny and Miz had a more entertaining match than Seth and Cesaro and Lashley and Drew. Really disappointed with those two. Um, Cesaro and Rollins, I wouldn't call it a blowaway match at all. I thought it was very good. Uh, could it have been better? Yeah, I think those two could have a much better match than the one they had tonight. Uh, Drew and Lashley also, I thought that they had a they had a good match. But I, I've seen them have better. You know, they had a match. Uh, Might have been Backlash. It was one of the Performance Center pay-per-views last year. They had a main event for the title. And I remember that being better. Uh, but I still thought the matches were, you know, were good. I mean, I just look back to last year. At the Performance Center. Both title matches. I don't think both title matches even combined for a full five minutes. Maybe six minutes. Drew beat Brock in, in I don't know, three minutes maybe. And Strowman beat Goldberg maybe in less than that. So it was nice to have some championship matches tonight that actually went longer than three and a half minutes. Marcus Metcalf. Uh, Bianca Belair wins her first women's championship in the main event of WrestleMania. Sasha has been on the run of her life. Believe me, even in defeat, Sasha is on cloud nine. She got to main event WrestleMania, one night of WrestleMania. It's the spot that she's always wanted to be in. She's a very driven person. And this is exactly the spot that she's always wanted to be in. And I think Bianca is is very much the same way. That's why I say there's a lot of similarities between those two. And how competitive, I think, and ambitious they are. And I think you, you put those two elements together and... Course they're going to go in there and they're going to want to deliver. They're going to have a great match. That's why I wasn't really worried about the match itself. It was just a matter of, you know, the underwhelming build to the match. Dallas Caballero. 
super ecstatic about my guy's sorrow. Hopefully this was the start of a legitimate push. Happy as hell for Bianca's big moment. A star-making night. I recently did a tier list. This is from the powerful one. With the five bucks. I recently did a tier list of WrestleMania main events. I will need some time to think about where this one ranks, but it is definitely up there. Uh, AD Barnyard 90. Considering Lesnar has reportedly said he wants to come back as a babyface, I'm not surprised Bobby won. He probably drops it to Lesnar at SummerSlam. Well, I have not heard that report. I have not heard that Brock Lesnar is even thinking about coming back. But if Lashley, you know, he's obviously still the champion. For how much longer, we don't know. But if Lashley is the champion and he continues to dominate on Raw for a few more months, how do you not build to a Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match at SummerSlam? How do you not go to Brock and say, hey, we'll throw a bunch of money at Brock to get him back, even if it's just for the one match? They now have the chance to finally pull the trigger on a match that they've never done before. And Bobby has never been more dominant. He's the champion. He keeps beating guys. The question becomes, who can beat Bobby Lashley? And all of a sudden, you hear that guitar riff go off, and out comes Brock Lesnar. I think there's money in that match. Burnt dried chicken without flavor. There was no Baron Corbin tonight during the Lashley-McIntyre match. I'm glad I was wrong. So am I. I'm glad you were wrong, too. Uh, Break pack. If done perfected, the can crowd cheers during the pandemic. Will we know what reactions are genuine when crowds return? Well, that's the problem. I don't know. You know, when you see people on the hard camera jumping up and down and clapping and reacting, you know that that's genuine, but it's hard. You know, it's it's hard to tell. And uh, that's one of those things that I'm, I'm kind of worried about. Jesse Moctezuma. I think Alexa Bliss will cost Rhea Ripley the title because she eliminated her at the Royal Rumble. Well, I think you may be putting more thought into this than they are. Ken Terminated with the $5. Do you think Nia and Shayna will lose the titles by having a dissension? WWE are pushing Neidhart and Snooker pretty hard because of solidarity. It's possible. You know, you got two makeshift teams here. At some point, they're both going to break up. It's just a matter of who goes first. Uh, I was thinking that it was going to be Carmella and uh, Billy Kay just because the whole Reginald connection with Carmella. I would have liked to have seen the Riot Squad go on. And now you have two teams. I mean, I like Shayna, but you have two teams I really don't care about. So I don't care who wins. They can beat the hell out of each other for all I care. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, Burnt Dry Chicken, Bad Bunny did a great job during his debut. I did not expect him to do a Canadian or Bunny Destroyer. I called it a Bunny Destroyer because that's what they called it on commentary called it a bunny destroyer have you ever seen a bunny do a destroyer before well now you have s haney i'm excited for how terrible naya and tamina will be and wwe on commentary will build it up like it's hulk hogan one-on-one with andre the giant the irresistible force against the immovable object they were doing that on friday night 
They're gonna make it. They're gonna make it out to be the, the the biggest confrontation in the world. Honestly, you know what it probably is. I mean, how how many more years does Tamina have of being a full time active in ring competitor? She's been around forever. I know she's very well liked. Maybe this is just them throwing her a bone. Maybe they are gonna win the tag team titles. Maybe this is just kind of their way of, you know, paying her for her loyal service over the years. That could that could be what it is. Uh, burnt dried chicken. Bianca versus Sasha was uh, so another great match tonight on night one. Bianca Belair deserves her WrestleMania moment. Ryan Spies based Omas for Wrestler of the Year. Let's uh, cool our jets here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Blaze up. DB is going to win tomorrow. Johnny Ace card is in full effect. Bella's in the Hall of Fame, and now DB wins the title. It's all coming together. Johnny Ace back in talent relations. The Bella Twins in the Hall of Fame. You might be right. Daniel Bryan going to win the championship. Nepotism at its finest, or at its worst. Although I will not complain if Daniel Bryan wins the title. I think he would be a fine champion. Juan Ocampo, my bro, not me, said stop using the bunny for clout. (laughs) Who's using the bunny for clout? Sure as hell ain't me. Tell your brother to mind his own business, Juan. Tell him the Solomonster said so. Roderick Welch with the $10. First off, uh, thank you, Solomonster, for providing great content through a loaded week of wrestling. Tonight was a really good show overall. Uh, Tomorrow should be even better. Let the almighty era continue. Uh, Ren MC with the $10. Thank you. Why do you think some superstars like Rhea Ripley, Alexa Bliss, and the Street Profits were dressed in full ring gear for that opening segment when they did not have a match tonight? I would imagine they were probably told to be in their gear. That would be my guess. I mean, Roman Reigns was in a suit, uh, but my guess would be that that was probably what they were told. Hugo Allen Stevens. Truly gutted that Liv and Ruby did not win tonight. Hopefully Natty and Tamina uh, end Nia and Shayna's reign of terror. Let's start getting this division back on track and also rebuild Shayna. Well, that would be nice. You know, the rumor is that Ronda Rousey is going to be back soon. And uh, I wonder if they do something with her and Shayna. Link the two of them up on TV. Maybe they do some tag team title matches together. Ronda would make way more sense as a partner for uh, Shayna than Nia Jax does. Misty Cat. Joined the stream a little bit late, but hopefully the third match between Lashley and McIntyre takes place at SummerSlam. The Ravishing Richard Ruin with the $20. The Bunny match was more entertaining than it deserved to be. That being said, it's matches like this that really expose how dumbed down this wrestling product has become. We all know it's fake. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, but damn, he says, poor John Morris. I hate to break the news to you, Richard, but wrestling's fake. I think we all kind of know that by now. And, uh, and here he says in his very next one, I'm channeling my inner cornet tonight. Great work this week, Solomonster. I'm just pulling your chain. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. Psycho Jet Black. I just realized you have very thick eyebrows. Do I? I thought you. I thought that super chat was going somewhere else. Then I saw eyebrows. I said, okay. I guess that's a compliment. I mean, thank you. I, had, I used to have an uncle uh, who was... 75 years old and had very furry eyebrows <laughs> but uh i guess in this instance i'll i'll take i'd rather have thick eyebrows than no eyebrows at all It'd be very weird if i came on the stream one night and i just shaved my eyebrows off i wonder if anybody would even notice i guess uh, psycho jet black would notice burnt dried chicken without flavor i'm looking forward to watching randy orton against the fiend on night two maybe the fiend will make randy orton spit out more black goo after eating burnt dried chicken. Good night, Solomon. Well, good, good night to you as well. I know he is looking forward to that match the most. He's he's the one guy. Horror fan Craig, you are the best wrestling pay-per-view coverage and podcast guy out there. I have been watching for years. That's awesome. Well, I'm really happy you enjoy it. Uh, because I, I do this for you. Otherwise, I would be sound asleep right now. 1.30 in the morning, but we're still having a a Super Chat WrestleMania party, and this is only night one. We get to do it all over again in less than 24 hours. Hopefully no rain delays, but uh, I don't know. Last I was looking, it wasn't looking too good. Let me know in the chat if you can check the forecast for me. What is the forecast going to be in Tampa for the show tomorrow? Because it was showing 90% rain all day long, and that worries me. Uh, break pack. More than one bunny was missing an ear. I only saw the one. So we've got some kind of bunny mutilator in the back. I don't know. It's very strange. I only saw the one bunny. Yes, yeah, so someone said Solomonster after dark. I guess that I guess this is Solomonster after dark. We got the we got the mood lighting in the background, right? Uh, EJ. I wonder if Bad Bunny's entrance was originally supposed to be for Becky last year because she was unavailable. They gave it to Bad Bunny this year. Somebody did some kind of side-by-side comparison. Uh, There was some kind of entrance that Becky did make in a truck. I think that might have been the same truck. Uh, So it's it's possible it was the same same one. 
Uh, Cody Moore, who had the better performance, Bad Bunny or Pat McAfee? I think Bad Bunny. Thunder Knight, with Bobby Lashley retaining the WWE Championship and being a heel, tells me Daniel Bryan's winning the Universal Championship on night two. The comedic genius Sasha Banks' attire as Shigo was fantastic. See, I was wondering if that was uh, based off a character. She had uh, blue and green hair tonight, and her outfit was mostly green. She looked great. I didn't know if it was uh, kind of a nod to a comic book character or or some other kind of video game character. I, I don't know what Shigo is. Maybe you can clue me in on that. She looked great. Whatever she was trying to be, she should keep doing it. Jeebus Crust with the $15. Uh, it takes two to tango. Kota Ibushi and that blow-up doll agree. In all seriousness, love Bad Bunny, and I'm glad Damien got a moment tonight. Love Gun. Ruby Riot needs to dye her hair blonde. Maybe that way Vince gives the Riot Squad the belts that they deserve. There's that Kevin Henry super chat. Yo! Mads, is it fair to say Sasha is WWE's women's goat? Well, boy, you're opening up a real can of worms with that one. When I, my personal opinion, it really depends on what you look for. No women's wrestler in WWE has caught fire and gotten over the way that Becky Lynch did during that run that she had a year, year and a half ago. So if you just consider that, then Becky Lynch would be number one. For me personally, I would say right now, if you put me on the spot, who would I say is probably the uh, best women's wrestler uh, WWE has had in its women's division. Uh, not based on, you know... I mean, the fabulous Moolah had the championship for like 28 years. and You know, fuck her. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Sasha may be number one on my list. Honestly, I might even put her above Charlotte. Sasha may be number one on my list right now. Let alone whenever her career is over. Uh, sh- you know, that the, the, the match that I always put at the top when it comes to her is the match that she and Bailey had in Brooklyn at NXT TakeOver back in 2015. I would not put this match above that one, but this match is up there in that same category. Whether it's this match, whether it's the TakeOver match with Bailey, the Hell in a Cell match with Becky, some of the matches she had with Charlotte, uh, she's put together quite a resume of matches, Sasha has. So, uh, yeah, she might be... Yeah, people say Asuka. I, I would even put her on my list. I even put her above Asuka. But again, it's a subjective thing. So if you say Asuka, I'm not saying that's a wrong answer. Asuka's way up there too. Uh, Prince David. Uh, Cesaro Belair delivered rather see AJ versus Braun than Shane and New Day. Okay, I see. Thank you for clarifying that. I, I didn't understand what the first one uh, what the first one said. Bliss fan in the chat says the answer is Alexa Bliss. Well, I thought you might say that. 
I'm going to say you're just a little bit biased. But you can certainly have that opinion. Hey, look, you know, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has not had any matches that even remotely come close to the quality of matches that Sasha Banks has had. But Alexa Bliss has been featured as a prominent character on TV for a very long time. And she has won a bunch of championships. She was the first woman, I think, to win the Raw Women's title and the SmackDown Women's title. But she has been a featured character on the show uh, for, for quite a while. So, again, if you base it on that, even Alexa Bliss would be pretty high up on the list. But on no list of mine is she ranked above Sasha Banks. It just doesn't happen. Doesn't mean she's bad. It just means she's no Sasha Banks. Yukio rules with the $25. I uh, just wanted to show some love and thank you for all the great content and the stream. I thank you. Supertik Boxy. Two nights at Dallas means 200,000 tickets sold, so in the end, it will be about their bottom line, which they care about, the money, than the show quality. Scorpio Sky's well-trimmed beard sent in $10, and he wanted to give a shout-out. It's good to hear from the well-trimmed beard of Scorpio Sky. Haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, Iman Hakim. Greetings from Singapore. Thank you for all that you do. Enjoyed night one better than I expected. Do you think night two could do better? Absolutely. I think that main event is going to kick ass tomorrow night. I think the question that we'll be asking at the end of night two, did they top the women on night one? I think they might. In fact, I think I'm going to say that they probably will. And so if we end up with two excellent main events at WrestleMania, I mean, how can you complain about that? Uh, Granny, hell yeah. Do you think Logan Paul is going to do it? Oh, he asked that question already. Again, I don't think Logan Paul is doing a dive. I think Logan Paul is taking a stunner. And I just hope that he can sell it properly. I hope that he's been training as hard as, as uh, Bad Bunny has been. But I don't I don't know that he has. Uh, Dodger Ryan, Roman with new theme tomorrow. Yay or nay? Roman has said that you'll hear new theme music from him when he does something really dastardly on TV. So he hasn't done anything uh, in recent weeks that I would consider to be dastardly. But, you know, maybe he uh, decided that WrestleMania would be a great time to debut some new music. I think it's overdue. I think in front of an audience, if he wants to debut a new theme song, tomorrow night would be the right time to go ahead and do it. Uh, let's see. Cecil Robinson, good to see you again. Random question. Which Pokemon would you put on your Mount Rushmore? Pikachu, because he's the only one I know. I don't know any of the other uh, Pokemon, so it's pretty much Pikachu, 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 and then the great Pikachu would be on my Mount Rushmores of, uh, of Pikachus. Nicholas Terrell, do you see the WWE making more non-fungible tokens like the NBA? I noticed they dropped the Undertaker NFT uh, before the show started. Yeah, I don't know anything about this NFT stuff. I saw the announcement. I don't have any idea what any of that is about. <laughs> That's just beyond my pay grade. 
that and Bitcoin and all this stuff. <sighs> I don't know. What, what the fuck is an NFT? I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Okay, well, what does that mean? What do you do with it? I, I'm not into the whole NFT thing, so I, I can't even really answer the question. I just don't know. Uh, let's see. Texas Rage. Solomonster. Thank you for keeping me updated. It's been a long week of wrestling. And I'm just trying to keep up with it all. Well, that's why I'm here. There's one of the new Super Chats. Paul Heyman and Edge. That was a great segment, by the way. On Talking Smack. Uh, earlier this morning. If you missed it, go go find it. Uh, I guess it's on Peacock, I guess. Edge was uh, Edge was on another level. Edge was on another level on SmackDown, but in that segment with Paul Heyman, he basically he pressed his head up against Paul Heyman, like Paul Heyman, he was gazing into the eyes of the love of his life. Paul Heyman looked like he was like frozen in fear. Uh, but the promo that Edge cut on him in that segment was scary good. So this this little pivot to a heel turn for Edge has done him a world of good in terms of making him that much more interesting to me. Emmanuel Medhain. Didn't even watch the show, but tuned in for your live stream. Uh, Hoping to watch night two. The in-laws came to visit tonight and kept me occupied. Well, I would suggest you go back and watch the show. It was pretty good. And uh, definitely check out uh, Bad Bunny and, and check out the main event. James Taylor. Love to share my experience selling one of Flair's robes to Conrad Thompson. Interesting. Send me an email. I would love to hear about that experience. I know Conrad is quite the collector. Quite the collector of memorabilia. Texas Rage, thank you for the uh, 99 cents. Uh, Jordan Rupp. With the $50, we go from $0.99 to $50. bucks. Look at that. Wow. He says, so a small story, but Aaron Rift once was asked what podcast does he listen to, and he said the Solomonster. That was eight years ago. Full circle, you brought up his father's post on the RSPW Rewind. That's right. I did. Uh, And I wasn't even aware of the fact that that was his father, but the name stood out to me. Zoog's Rift. And so I looked into it, and that's how I found out that it was his his dad, and that his dad had involvement in the wrestling business. I, I didn't know anything about that until I was starting to you know do some research on it. So that was a, a cool little discovery I had not been previously aware of. Texas Rage, I'm pooped out and tired. Thanks, Solo. Stay safe. You too, my friend. Eustace Brown. Oops. Uh, Holy hell, Solomonster has a face. I've been listening for years, and Solomonster having a face does not compute. I've gotten that before. I've gotten people who thought I had a, a beard. I've gotten people who thought, man, I thought you were 300 pounds. I thought you were black. I've heard it all. I've heard so many things. Like, if you put together a, like a, like a, a composition of what I look like based on all the things people have said to me over the years. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would just look like the weirdest person you've ever seen. I mean, I, I've heard so many different variations of it, but yet, now you got a face with the name. I know, it's quite disappointing, I'm sure. Uh, Michael Cuomo, think they'll go back to one night next year? WrestleManias were starting to go too long in recent years. Yeah, I said before, if they insist on uh, keeping the shows long, then you got to split them up. The, the, the seven-hour shows are just too much. It's too much. They're too long. Breaking up the shows into two nights definitely helps. Uh, AD Barnyard, Drew and Bobby had a much better feud in matches in TNA. Bobby's World with the 20 bucks. Some on Twitter are complaining that Sasha is still winless at WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels and Triple H have two of the worst records in history. They turned out just fine, and I think Sasha will too. I think those people are taking things a little too seriously. I would not worry about Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks just headlined WrestleMania for the very first time. I don't think Sasha Banks cares that she has gone winless at WrestleMania. Because you know what? It's going to end up being turned into a storyline at some point, And then she'll finally win a match and it'll be a big deal. If you told Sasha, look, you're going to lose every match you have at WrestleMania, but you'll be in the main event for the next five years. Or... You can take a couple of wins, but you won't be in the main event. What do you think her answer would be? What do you think she would pick? She's not a moron. She would pick the main event. And to be able to go out and have matches like the one that she had tonight, I think she's quite content to continue to do that. So if you're a Sasha Banks fan and you're complaining after tonight, I don't know what the fuck you're complaining about. I mean, that's just dumb. Powerful one. I think Rhea will win the title from Asuka tomorrow, and Becky will make her return and challenge Rhea for the championship that she never lost. I think that's probably where we're headed to. Uh, Richard Slater with the $20. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed Mania. Now that Lashley has defeated Drew, do you think that Brock will finally return to accept Lashley's challenge? Uh, if he does, you're, you're probably looking at SummerSlam. I would not burn that match on Money in the Bank. Uh, I would not burn that match on Extreme Rules. You gotta wait until the next big show. Uh, unfortunately, SummerSlam may not be in front of fans either, but uh, I would wait until SummerSlam and try to build up the first ever match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. If they can get Brock to come back. You know how to get Brock to come back. Vince McMahon knows how to get Brock Lesnar to come back. He wants him back, believe me, he'll come back. Jordan, did Solomon just say the F word? 
or the fake word? Well, somebody in the super chat said it. I just repeated it. It's like telling it was like uh, telling you that uh, Santa Claus isn't real. When I when I told you that wrestling is not uh, on the up and up. Uh, let's see, Joshua Hughes. Uh, what's Sasha's WrestleMania record? Zero and six. Zero wins. Six losses at WrestleMania. Boots with the 999. So how much for you to shave your eyebrows? Oh too much. Too much for you to afford. We gotta we gotta put a, a high price tag on that to get me to do that. Turtlehead, I don't mind Asuka and Rhea, but Shayna and Asuka could have been money. Asuka left NXT undefeated before Shayna arrived, but they made her a vampire. That's right. Avant to suck your blood. First thing she did on TV was bite Becky Lynch on the neck. And why? Who knows? We were never really told. That was their grand idea for Shayna Baszler. We'll turn her into a fucking vampire. Ken terminated with the $20 super chat. Ken, it's your biggest super chat yet. This is for entertaining me for many years. I listen to your clips and reviews to help me sleep, so I want to thank you. Where do I find the episode where you trashed on Hogan's apology being worse? I don't remember the episode number offhand, but I'm almost positive the clip is on YouTube. So if you type in Solomonster Hogan or Solomonster Hogan apology, it probably will come up. I just offhand, I don't remember the episode number. I, I'd have to look it up. Uh, the comedic genius, Shigo is a Kim Possible character. Who's Kim Possible? I don't know who that is. I'm even more confused now than I was with the first Super Chat. Kim Possible. It sounds like a, a Disney Channel show. Is that what it is? Uh, Duff's Vids sent a $4.99 Super Chat. Let's put the other music back on. You gotta change the music up every now and then. Here at uh, Club Solomonster. It's getting kind of late. The bouncers are gonna kick us out of here soon. This club's gonna be shutting down here in a few minutes. Uh, let's see. Duff's Vid says 50% chance of rain and lightning at 8 p.m. Hopefully it changes. Do you have or do you think a draft is needed soon to shake things up again? I think it would be helpful. I really I think that Drew McIntyre is probably going to end up on SmackDown soon. I just offhand, I'm not really sure where he goes from here unless they just continue to do him and Bobby. But I, I, Lashley was pretty convincing in the way he beat him tonight. So, I don't know how much more gas is left in that tank. But then again, this was the first match. So, they could get a rematch out of it. You know, Lashley, he won at WrestleMania. Maybe the next pay-per-view, Drew gets the belt back. Maybe that's the idea. Uh, but I think they would benefit from uh, a roster shakeup. Steve Haradia. Night one was great. I got stuck on the phone twice during the show. Cannot wait for tomorrow. Love Gun, Sasha Goat, you need some Kaylee Ray in your life. Yeah, I don't see enough of Kaylee Ray from NXT UK. I know she's had a humongous run as the NXT UK Women's Champion. 
you're right. I don't. I don't see enough of her. But I'm I'm judging it based on WWE main roster. So that's really what I'm looking at here. And Kaylee Ray is not on the main roster, so I don't lump her into that category. DJ Cartoon says Sala Monster is a boomer. Is that because I don't know who Kim Possible is? Who is she? She a singer? I, I don't know who she is. Does that make me a boomer? Boomer sooner? Uh, Demonte24, longtime listener since 2014, went to the show tonight, had a blast. The Hogan boos were well deserved. Bad Bunny was awesome and great main event. Yeah, I heard about the Hogan boos. Didn't really come across too heavily on TV. But people at the show definitely said Hogan was not as, especially as a Tampa native, Hogan was not as beloved as WWE would have you believe he was. Powerful one, off-topic, baseball-related question. What do you think that rule of having a runner on second base in extra innings? Go Giants. Uh, I'm not really a fan of it. Not really a fan. Hugo, I'm so happy that we're on the same page with Shayna and Ronda. If Bailey gets nothing tomorrow night, I will stand by my tweet to her. Uh, Z-O-M-G Ruler, Shigo was a villain in Disney. Okay, there you go. That's what I was asking. I knew it had to have something to do with Disney. So that at least uh, tells me who Kim Possible is. But is she a heel or a babyface? Is Kim Possible a heel or a babyface? Is she the hero or is she the villain in the story? Texas Rage, checking on my local weather and weather in Tampa. Uh, Juan Ocampo, after my first super chat, you made my brother shut up. I love you. Good. Tell him to keep his mouth shut from now on. If he bothers you again, you tell me. I'll yell at him again. No cap, 757. Peacock worked great tonight. I have the three-month or 10 bucks package. I signed up for WWE Network again in the USA. It worked with ExpressVPN. Very good. I'm happy to hear that. We have our... I'm glad that uh, my link is is coming in handy for a lot of people. If you're looking for a VPN, you can help the podcast out. Use our link. ExpressVPN.com slash Solomonster. It's on a one-year subscription. You get three extra months free. It might just help you out in terms of uh, the WWE Network. I won't tell you what to do, but if you want to use a VPN for that purpose... ExpressVPN is probably the way to go. Uh, Christian, would you say Roman and Seth are the Cena and Randy of this era? Roman and Cena always being on top, with Seth and Randy being made stars and are good for any spot. I think that's probably a a pretty fair comparison. Yeah, I'd say so. Chambly Games. Love the main event tonight. The women really delivered. I'm happy for them both. I'm hoping Brian wins tomorrow night. Love your show. Uh, Jordan Rupp. What happened to TV tracks? He had enough and he walked away. He got burned out. It's a lot of work putting all those clips up on YouTube and YouTube would flag some of them and stuff. And so he just uh, took a vacation and apparently he's still on vacation. So wherever he may be, whatever he may be doing these days, I wish him... I wish him all the best, but uh, we have moved on. We have helped grow this YouTube channel of our own. You have helped out a lot in that process. 
And uh, we don't look back, we look forward. That's what I say. Steve Heredia, who will open night two tomorrow night? Great question. That is a very good question. And I am going to say... I don't have the full card in front of me, but I almost want to say Asuka and Rhea Ripley. I feel like Asuka and Rhea for the Women's Championship. We had the Women's Title main event tonight. I feel like they might open uh, night two. And Kennedy Lawrence, I believe we're all caught up with this one. Kim Possible was an animated Disney Channel show from the late 90s, early 2000s. Kim was a babyface. See, I said Disney Channel. I knew it. I knew it. With the sweet life with Zack and Cody and Girl Meets World and all the other shows they've had. I knew it had to have something to do with Disney Channel. It's always Disney. Always. How long before Disney buys WWE? Actually, I don't I think there's a much better chance NBC will be the ones to buy WWE at the end of this Peacock deal. You watch. They're gonna make an offer to buy WWE. Just completely, 100% buy them outright. You watch. That's what I think all of this is leading to. Could be a UFC type situation. You know, UFC got sold to Endeavor, and they kept Dana White in his position. Who's to say that NBC doesn't make a play to buy WWE for five or six billion dollars, and they, you know, under the content the uh, uh, condition. Uh, rather than Vince McMahon remain in his position. They could sell WWE and you could still have Vince McMahon basically in charge running all aspects of the show. Uh, I don't know. It just feels to me like NBC might be preparing to make a move like that. That's just the sense that I get. But I guess we'll find out in a few years because it'll be a while before we find out. So. We are through all of your Super Chats, and these are the latest Twitter poll results at Solomonster on Twitter. 90% of you say thumbs up for WrestleMania Night 1, and about 10% thumbs down. So that is a, a very positive score. Everybody seems to be pretty happy overall with Night 1 of WrestleMania. So, hey, look, you know, it's going to give Night 2 a run for its money. We're going to find out how well Night 2 does in just a few hours. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this review. As late as it is, it's just about uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. But we had fun tonight. And i got to thank each and every one of you for all your Super Chats. You blew me away with your Super Chats tonight. I mean, that was just incredible. You guys killed it. I was hoping we would do better than we did last year, uh, WrestleMania weekend. And uh, it's only one night so far. And so far, we've already topped. Uh, what we did on night one last year. So let's try to do it over again tomorrow night. I'm going to be back here with you, however late it may be, immediately after night two of WrestleMania is over. Come on back. We'll run down the entire card, and we'll compare notes, and we'll see which night was better. And uh, any other breaking news that I have, I have to work uh, first thing in the morning on episode 699. I don't even have all my notes together. By the way, I'm doing a podcast. Episode 699 is dropping in, what, probably the next 12 hours or so. Uh, we got another packed history section I have to record. Uh, ugh. I'm going to have so much work to do tomorrow. <laughs> My God. So I'm going to try to be up at uh, 
no later than 8 a.m. I'll try to be up, and uh, we'll work on that podcast, and then we'll do the WrestleMania review tomorrow night. Don't forget the Wrestle Rumble contest, WrestleRumble.com, the Stone Cold giveaway. I think we're only picking the one winner. I think it's just one winner tomorrow night. Uh, Bryant, if you're listening, give somebody else a chance. <laughs> Bryant Becerra, try to give somebody else a chance to win. Man, I... I I got to ask him to play lotto numbers for me with the luck that this guy has in these contests. But, you know, when you buy 20, 30 entries, I guess it increases your chances of winning. We'll see who ends up with the Stone Cold belt tomorrow night. Uh, we got one last super chat here, and it's from our good friend Nayef. Nayef Al Safar dropping 1999. Thank you very much. Nayef is, is great. Doesn't even leave a message or anything. He just wants to show love for the channel. I. Can't tell you how much that means to me. There it is. He gets the last super chat. There it is. Kevin Dunn eating pizza. He uh he lo- he loves that uh, super chat. A lot of people like that super chat. Look at him eating that pizza, gnawing away at that thing. Him and his uh, freaking camera cuts. Anyway, have yourselves a great night. And uh, I am uh, very tired. I'm going to try to get some sleep. You do the same. And I hope that you'll join me back here tomorrow night for night two. I'll see you tomorrow night. Peace.